we got to get down to the bottom of this. Like somebody has to, because this is spiraling out of control. It's a real problem. Like it's apparent everywhere. I know. And and I hate to toot my own horn. You know that. But like I I got videos from so far back talking about the rental crisis and calling it a rental crisis. And man, is it fucked up out there right now? TK. I saw. Oh, apparently I I, I say TK way too much. And this is becoming a problem for some people. But anyways. Not, Not for TK. Not for TK. No, we need a counter. But really, the 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 level of stupidity in prices, like as far as I'm concerned, from what I've seen, has come to an apex in Brampton, of all places, no doubt. I get this email of like, I guess Google must hear me talking about rentals with my with my daughter, and so I get like a, a new rental building comes into my my Google Mail uh, ads. And so, of course, I click on it and I'm like, holy shit, this this is like, this is crazy. Like one bedroom's going for 20. F- What's that? Go ahead. This is the question yeah, I just asked. The rents. Yeah. One bedroom, 2450. And that gets you a 600 square foot beautiful suite in Browsers. Two bedroom, 3350 a month for a thousand square feet. Thousand right in the heart of Brampton. In Brampton. E-town. So, like, what the good, hell? What good were you going to say? Yeah, like, well, what the well, fuck? Well, you're looking at it like, how do I build a building in Brampton? <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I've been looking at Brampton for a while. And I I mean, I, I, I've I, been talking to people about Brampton for quite some time in the background. And it just didn't seem to make any sense. But never, ever, TK, have I ever put into a performa these rental rates. I know, I know. There's like, an article about a family who's trying to offer two years cash up front yeah. in order to be able to get a rental. And they're like, we can't get it. Something's up there. You know what I mean? Like anytime people go to the news, I'm always a little bit skeptical. Why do they want the attention? But they are basically saying that they're looking for a place in Aurora and that they've got, you know, significant uh, amount of funds to be able to secure the rental, which is illegal, by the way. You can't offer any more than a last month's rent. They're offering security deposits, which you also can't offer other than last month's rent and key deposit. But they're trying their best out there. And I think that there's just a lack of supply. And at the end of the day, um, these are the, these are the factors that uh, are, are causing the situation that we have right now from elevated prices to elevated rents. We just don't have enough places for people to live. And I know that narrative, you know, there's some chart out there that shows how many properties are, are, are have been vacant. built, how many are yeah. vacant and how many people we've added and all that kind of stuff. But there's no denying it. There's no denying it. I mean, these are the real stories out there, you know, and sometimes the data shows one, you know, story or the next, but we're out there and I'm still active. Like we still have people looking for homes, even with all the things going on. Like, why are people still looking to buy a house? Come on, guys. The interest rates are going up. People are desperate. Like, you know, there's lots of people out there who need to sell because they've made some, you know, decisions over the past few years that are like pushing them, pushing their back up against the wall. And yet buyers are still like, yeah, well, maybe we should offer them 200,000 over asking. Like these things are still going on out there. Well, and what's crazy too, like, I don't know so much about in the, in the 
purchase space, but in the rental space, not only is there limited supply, but the supply that's out there is like ridiculous. A lot of it, like horror, some of it's beautiful spaces, but then the prices are so outrageous. It's, it's unreal. But then you have like, you know, my daughter went to go look at a house, a basement apartment in a house. And it's a, it's a Jewish family with four kids. And they're like, we like to go to sleep at nine. And so what does that mean to the potential tenant? Like you better be quiet at, a job at nine. That you have to right? like, you know, yeah. Yeah, wake up early for work at night. So, yeah. so, 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 and then you hear stuff about, I don't know if you saw this, but like, uh, you know, people are housing their sugar babies at lower rents and people are paying for rent in different ways these days, TK. Like people no, are my getting... sugar babies are all uh, paying market rent right now. I mean, I don't get this. Free. Where are they getting where are they getting uh, these deals? But but what's crazy is like people are getting fifteen hundred bucks for a bedroom. Okay. People are yeah. getting like twenty five hundred bucks for a really shitty basement. Right. Yeah. 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 You well, that's, and- that's just in any market that's like that. Whenever, whenever prices are escalating, whenever there's a, a lack of supply, when that's when we start to notice that even the really lousy places start to get bought and, and rented. Right. So that's all it is. Those so- places have always existed. There's always been somebody. It's just that they were massively undervalued. So there was just people who are there renting them for like next to nothing because that's what they're worth. And now we, we notice them more because we're seeing that they're actually going for prices that are respectable. And you're going like, we what? have to maybe live in them is the problem now. Right. Yeah. Before it was like, oh, somebody's like, got to live in it. Somebody else will live in them. I, I remember when Vitali, when Vitali started to have his issues at one of his basements, he couldn't rent out the basement because COVID changed everything. And all these condo people were renting out. No one wanted to be in condos anymore. So condos prices came down. The rent on condos came down. And if you had the choice between a $1,500 a month, one bedroom in Liberty Village or his basement apartment in, in High Park, you were picking Liberty Village. So his basement apartment, maybe the average rent went down 20%, but his was down like 40 or whatever, just example, right? He was telling us on the show a couple of years ago. And that was because nobody wants to live in a basement. It just it ha- you have to live there when the market gets hot and you obviously have no choice. When there's you have to no look at what's choice. affordable. Yeah. Right. And so. and so let me tie this into something relevant to us at the okay. moment. Okay. Because the situation that we're dealing with right now, TK, has made me wonder whether the policies put in place to help renters are actually helping renters okay so for example the property that i currently have under contract back in well let me pose this as a question to everybody tk sure we got some good responses last time we got great responses and very helpful very one guy said he didn't care yeah but he was an idiot tk Anyways, I, I don't think so. Whoever you whoever you were commenter were. I don't really think so, but I think thanks you're for wrong. thanks for the poll. And nobody else will be shamed like that again. Never for again. answering our poll. Okay, Unless Darryl, you're fine. wrong. Um, so, OK, with Daryl, which means you're wrong, right? That's what my dad says. Anyways, no Go. sorry. Let me not bring that shit up. OK, so TK. And everybody out there, all four of you. Ready? All 4,000 of you, TK! 4,000 subscribers. Holy How did smokes. we do this? Yes. I don't know. Press One episode at a time. Right now. 
right yep. now. Press subscribe. Right. We'll All celebrate right. it later. So TK, do you think it makes sense? Okay. If let's just say for argument's sake, you have 10 houses. Okay. And there's one tenant in one of the houses and the other nine have not been rented since 2005. In fact, two of them have been condemned and destroyed. Another two of them one have of them. been deemed unfit for like being on. Nobody's going to even walk right? in. Yep. Yeah. Like you're not even allowed to, they've been, they should be condemned. Um, do you think that there should be a policy in place from the government that mandates that those units should be replaced with new rental units, runits, new rental units, TK hmm. at like some below market rent. Does this make any sense to you? I thought we were doing a poll. Well, does this make sense to anybody? Does it make okay. sense to replace inventory that hasn't been in inventory in 18 years? Let's explain the rental replacement policy that the city of Toronto has. Go ahead. That is a great idea. So the okay. city of Toronto has a rental replacement policy in place that in some cases, I mean, makes a lot of sense because people shouldn't be displaced by the new project. Okay. Sure, I, but what I, is it? But you're not basically anything over six rental units must be replaced in the new development at uh, uh, the same amount of bedrooms, the same or similar size square footage and similar rents. Which doesn't help a new project performa at all what it does do is it protects the renters that are living in the building that you are planning to demolish which again tk i'm all protects for the renters protects the renters well currently in, in, in five or seven years you'll it gives be them the right back in first right of refusal to move back in unit. at the same rent or similar rent yeah which They're is still alive cool I mean, yeah. you have to move out somewhere for five years and then come back, which is, I guess, okay for some. Uh, yeah. You have to pay for their move and you have to find them like a new place to live. And, and if they're living there, then, you know, these type of things sort of make sense, right? Well, anyways, I suppose long, they long, do. Long story short is, From one you know, perspective. they're trying to not take rental inventory off the market. So if there's somebody who's going to maybe turn it into condos or they're going to develop into something else, you're removing rental units from the market that are obviously affordable because those tenants have been there a long time. So the city of Toronto is trying to protect the rental market by having affordable uh, rental stock. Therefore, a developer has to incorporate this. So last week we polled you if you were going to move into a luxury or any condo building, would you be happy to have renters also in one part of the building at below market rents? And the majority of people said, Hell no. no. Yeah. Hell so, no. That's I what think happened. would be a nice way. Of and so now, it. and now the question for the pool is, are, do you think that we should even have to replace these units at all? And the answer is who cares what we think because the city of Toronto thinks we should. So there is no like negotiation here. That's it. Well, and, and so what, what, yeah. what the question turns into is does the policy actually create more rentals? Mm -hmm. Or does it even keep like, so in this case here, we in have this case, it prevents rentals, but I, I'm going to tell you yeah. that the reality is that rental replacement kills many, many, many deals. 
Okay. Yes. Many, 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 many. Yes. Deals. Seems like all the deals that we seem to work on have rental replacements. Well, I mean, a lot all of all places... land assembly deals in these core Toronto locations. There's there's tenants in them, and you're putting together five. 10 properties not all there's, but a lot of them now there's, there's there's tenants they used to be off limits because it was such a pain in the ass and then the value yeah. spiked and started to make it worth it and now like land and if you're on bloor then it's like okay great i gotta replace 20 units in my 400 unit building so what but if you're not in one of those downtown core locations well, then or you don't replacing have 10 or 20 units. units yeah becomes a challenge when you've only got you know slightly more than that right well so so First of all, like when you have a willing seller and a willing buyer in land, I mean, that's pretty much a miracle. If you can get it to a point where, you know, everybody's ready to sign something and in agreement. So when you have that for, for the city to destroy it over, you know, 30 rental replacements, because and this is how I'm thinking about it. OK, and I'm not trying to be a heartless developer because I'm not. The reality is, is the new building is mainly rentals, okay? All these buildings downtown, not all, but like most of them. 70 I, or 80% are rentals Whatever the percentage probably. really is, are yeah. rental stock, okay? They're yeah. purchased by investors, they're rented out in the market, they're Airbnb'd, whatever the fuck they are. But a lot of them end up being rental stock. So if you hold up a 300-unit development or a 200-unit development or a 100-unit development because you have to yeah. have 30 rental replacements in the building... Um, a lot of deals, they just fall apart because it's almost impossible to make sense of the numbers, right? Because, yeah. And then on top of it, you have that stigma where it's like, first of all, when you're building a condo, you're not like the people on the fourth floor, they pay below market rent. Um, just if you get in the elevator with one of the people on the fourth floor, just, you know, no, they have, hold to have your a purse. separate elevator. Make sure, you, right? make sure you hold your purse when you when you're in the elevator with them. Don't. Don't let them look at you, look you in the eyes. But the reality is, is this feels like, but the condo developers looking at the deal and he's going to make a luxury building, right? Like he's going to try and attract people with some money because for 400 square feet, you need a million bucks or 700,000 or whatever it is. Right. Sure. And be willing to live in 400 square feet and have all that money, which I don't even understand, but unless you're an investor, of course. So, so, so having said that it is my firm belief tk that yeah. the policies in place are not working towards what they are supposed to be working for and what we end up with is bureaucracy that has to stick yeah. to rules because that's what the rules say instead of going you know what like hang on a sec maybe there's a better way of doing this because you're gonna make like 400 units of which we know just by his his historic data that like Let's even say 20% of them will be rentals. It's more than the fucking rentals you're replacing right now. Maybe 20% isn't, but let's say 50%, okay? Like, you're by allowing the development, you're creating more rental stock. Is it at the same fucking stupid price as they were at in 2005? Probably not. And, 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 and. But what? could it prevent prices? So imagine if we had this 10 years ago, let's take a little trip down memory lane, 10 years ago, okay? If we were able to be able to create, okay? 100,000 more rental units because this policy didn't exist, right? Think about that. We'd have 100,000 more 
units in the rental housing stock, would it be $3,000 plus for a two-bedroom in Brampton right now? I don't think so. I, I think that that couple with the two years worth of rent would be living in a nice, beautiful home in Aurora where they would want to live in. Maybe How they do they have pay, all that money? Maybe they would pay more than they were before. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, but but they would pay less than what they're going to end up paying. Why don't right? they use it so for a overall? Down the average rents get come down because of rental stock. So what the government's doing is the city's trying to say, well, we're trying to protect those rents. We want that eleven hundred dollar rent, that nine hundred dollar rent. We want those to still exist. We want people to have that option. And who is paying for that? The guy who can afford thirty five hundred dollars a month rent. The guy who can afford to pay $6,000 a month rent, he has to pay an extra $1,000 more. So that other guy, right, who honestly, these people, Daryl, who are paying low rents, look, this is an overgeneralized statement here. Don't get me wrong. Somebody in the comments will be able to tell me that this is not the truth in every case. But the majority of people who have low rents can afford to pay more rents in the city of Toronto. It's not like we're talking about people who are on welfare or ODSP in the downtown. Like those are very few people can, that exist. Can today. afford to pay can more afford to or pay can't? More. Can. Can. Yeah. Can. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. They've been paying. They've been there for cheap years. rent for twenty years. Nine hundred dollars. Yeah. They're getting away with murder. They're not. They're not leaving. And I've dealt with these people. So I, again, I could be wrong. But the people that I see, they've got great jobs. They've got great businesses. They've got cars. They've got so many different things. And they're like, look, I've been here long enough. This is my rent. They know what they're doing. Right. Are there examples? Of course, that people can't afford, no doubt. But I'm just giving you, I'm telling you, the majority of them can't. So the city protecting those people's rents who actually don't need it are hurting the average person because the because that's a small part of the population. The average person out there right now has to pay market rent and they're struggling and they're paying thousands of dollars more. So I agree. So the, the policy 10 years ago could have created more housing stock to be able to have more uh, of options for people today. Well, and what's crazy is the policy came into effect in like 2007, and they claim that they've saved 5,000 homes. <laughs> 5,000 homes? 100,000 more would have been created. How? Forget 100,000. Do you understand how many like hoops and loops and things you got to do to replace rental? Okay, like, do you even understand how much work is involved and what the costs are involved? Like, even if you could kind of make the deal make some sense, you'd be like, why do I want to do this? Like, I'll just go buy something that doesn't have this shit. A and the problem is those are running out. Well, because now all the deals, all the deals that I've seen in the last little while that are all these like, you know, fantastic locations all have rental replacement. And the funny thing is, is okay how many people that are holding on to a piece of paper that says that they own a condo somewhere down at young and bluer. Okay. Mm -hmm. know that there's a hundred rental replacements in the building. Okay. How, if you go look at the marketing for these buildings, I know which buildings they are. I worked on a bunch of them. Okay. Well, they don't mention it. Nobody says anything about that. So how do you find out? It must be yeah. in the status certificate. I don't know. How Has do you find be. it? Has to be. If you go through the development application, you can see that there's rentals in the building. But yeah. they can tell you that there's rentals in the building. Do you know that Unless they're they below do a different market? Condo corporation. If they have a different condo corp and you end up... They have to have a different condo corp. Yeah, Something and you end up getting the status it. for your own condo corp. You're not seeing that. Then maybe they won't show percentage of rentals. It'll just be like a separate building. That's like a whole different like animal. 
There's a building at Young and Bloor. I worked on yeah. the deal and it has yeah. like, it's like an office building. It's got like separate uh, elevators that go from this floor to this floor and separate ones that go from this floor to this floor. Yeah. And the only reason is because these ones go to the rentals and these ones go to the- Was that like apartment buildings they took down? Like yeah, yeah. small apartment buildings? Yeah, yeah, two small apartment buildings. Okay. Right? But yeah. like you don't see anywhere or anybody talking about it anywhere. The fact that like a, a quarter- Never. A quarter, twenty yeah. percent of the building is rental yeah. replacement, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, I got so, some, so I got some other topics to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I, I, for, I don't know why, but like everything leads on my piece of paper here today, yeah, to to rents going bananas, and mm -hmm. like you can see why when you start looking at every situation. So, yeah, what do you want to talk about? Well, just sort of like anecdotally, I mean, some of the things that I've been seeing lately, like yeah. I, uh, like it's very rare that I'm going to meet a new client right now, somebody who's looking to sell their home and, um, you know, everything in their life is just going fine, you know, like very rarely, like very, I, I would say almost never, you know, is somebody calling us to say, all right, you know, or at least the ones that I'm, I'm talking to all right, you know what? Things are going really good. You know, my job, I got, you know, some more income coming to me. I'm thinking about, you know, maybe, uh, you know, getting an extra bedroom. I want to be able to get a pool, all that kind of stuff. Like, Hey, let's, let's, you know, start looking at what our options are because we want to upsize. I, I do have those clients, but I'm just saying that there's not, it's not in the majority. Right. And I've had people come to me. One recently was, uh, you know, they're moving. They obviously have, uh, you know, a, a good home. They've got a good, like a large home, but they want to downsize because it's expensive and, and costs are high and all that kind of stuff. But they got some neighborly disputes right now where there's some racism involved. So there's some, you know, in a mm. suburb of Toronto. So they got some issues there that they have to deal with, you know, in order to be able to move, which is, uh, you know, it's 2023 people. You know, what's, what's going, going on? on? How, are, how, are, how are people still having these type of problems? We're right? regressing as a species. But these are, these are the things that, that we're seeing. Um, guys who are bought in 2022 are still coming out of the woodworks. And like this guy that I met this week, it was like, they what does bought that mean? 2.1 million last year. Right. <laughs> Variable where? rate. Where, where right? Grimsby, not, not in the downtown core, <laughs> where right in Toronto. Toronto and, still? uh, and it's like, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the comps and everything like that. And I'm like, you know, you're going to lose about $400,000 if you sell right now. Oh, Right. By the time, by the oh. time like land transfer tax, like because they bought at the peak. So it's dropped a few hundred and then you got all these closing costs and selling costs. So there's just, it's a lot of money that they're going to lose. And they're just kind of like, well, maybe we can break even. And I'm like, no, you can't. And so again, the no, advice, you can't. The, oh. the advice is rent out Airbnb, get a new job, cut your expenses, like do everything you can to not have to lose that money and hope that rates go down and that you weather the storm and you get it, you get out alive. I, I don't think that there is any other advice that uh, someone can get because this is, these are the scenarios out there. This right? is not advice TK. And I want to make that very clear to everybody out there. Yeah. And it's so, just the timing that I'm mentioning this other story, but there seems to be another fire in the news. What is it? Didn't you hear about the other, there's like another f subdivision on fire in like Richmond Hill. No, the last one was the first one was Vaughn, and the next one was Oakville. So now there's yeah, one there's in like Hill. another one. Yeah, maybe it's not Richmond Hill, but the point is TK, and this yeah. isn't financial advice. Okay, yeah. this is purely for comedic reasons, TK. Yeah. yeah, but that's a way out, bro. 
Is it a way out? I don't know. Is it? I wonder. It seems like, to I be for some. The, I mean, well, well, first of all, we don't know, right? So for these all houses know, are combusting. The insurance is just like, yeah, okay, we'll rebuild the house and you'll get to sell it at that high price again. But somebody it's feels a like it's a way now. out because there's no way that we've had three subdivisions burn all by chance. Do you That's still just, have to have? Do you still have to pay your happen. payments if your house burns down? What happens with your monthly payments? Does it come from you the insurance? Well, the, insur the insurance will have a, a term that you're going to be getting certain um, costs paid for, living costs, all that kind of stuff. But what right? about the mortgage? Like a business and everything Who pays else. the mortgage? Yeah, that'll all be part of a basic insurance policy. Well, so maybe that's not good, not financial advice. But sorry, TK. I mean, they, uh, they, another they... another guy I had too, or another, another neighborly dispute. Old guy calls and he says, what? oh, um, my neighbor's built a new fence. You know, it's time for me to move. This guy's like 80. He's like, it's time for me to move. And I said, well, what happened? And he said, well, they built a fence. And when I saw what their, what their, um, what do they call those? Uh, sono tube, the, the, the footing, right? Yeah. The footing in the ground. It's on my side of the property by a few inches. Whoa, that's okay. fucking. And when I go to sell my property, it's going to be a problem, you know, and that this is something that, you know, needs to be dealt with right away. You know, so again, the reason I'm having these, I'm giving you these stories is because there's actually a lot of pressure on people right now. Mm. There's a lot of pressure. People so is that going, just the people the... are going nuts? There's a lot of pressure. There's, pr there's pressure on people at their home and their relationships. There's pressure on people for their kids. There's pressure on people at their jobs. There's a lot of pressure on people right now. So the fence is the excuse for moving, not uh, the, the reason. The fence is just like the straw that broke the camel's back, you know? Right. It's just like the neighborly disputes are. are it's enough already. And so the city's getting involved. There's all these different types of things that are going on out there, which is typical. These happen in normal markets. But right. I feel like people right now are just. On edge, no? On edge. On edge and on fucked edge. up, man. Yeah. Can you imagine being like in your late 50s right now? working for a company that you see is not doing so well at the moment and you could just see the writing on the wall and your mortgage is up for renewal soon and you're 60 like, and you're like yeah like early yeah. late 50s early 60s and you're like you know you're next man you know yeah. you're next so what are you doing what and we haven't seen it you're yet. burning and, the building down on the way and then, you, and then you get the orcfa guys saying like you know back everybody up and don't worry about it and we're gonna waive fees and we're gonna like change amortizations and then you go you got osfi going uh no bad idea guys like don't mm -hmm. help them the whole point of this is to fuck them right and to squeeze people to death so that they can't spend any money so stop giving well, that's, them no, money like how do we prevent the banks from going bankrupt um that other um C, what was it? Fcock, 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 They, they, their, their thing is how do we protect people from losing their homes, right? And then the Bank of Canada is like, well, we want to control inflation, so we're going to yeah. continue to raise rates. So everyone's got all these like little agendas here. And then and everybody's just, like, raising rates is is the problem now, it's right? It's just so it's what? just so like uh, counter uh, productive, you know, all the different uh. moving pieces. I want to talk to you about other government stuff, like. We, we talked a little bit about the uh, CBDCs before, mm. right? TK, you conspiracy yeah. theorist. No, no, no. You. This is like legitimate. Is like the Bank now? of Canada oh, and wow. is obviously not suggesting this, but they're reviewing this. And obviously they would need to have the federal government's approval, Deploy, something like that. Babe. But 
I mean, to me, it sounds like this is going to happen no matter what we all think about it. Happening. Yeah. Like no matter what, like there's going to be a digital Canadian dollar that For you're going to sure. own. And some of the cool things that they're, that they're talking about, because to me, you know, I'm, I think it's a good thing, but you know, what do I know? Don't, don't listen to me on, on most things other than some real estate stuff. But for the most part, I think that this would be a really beneficial thing because you'd be able to actually like, you know, re reward people, you know, in certain situations. Right. So it's like, you know, somebody's currency could have more use than others because they're, you know, maybe elderly or, you know, special needs or something like that. You know, like you can control benefits yeah. to people because the mm. problem is Toronto is a major metropolitan city. But if you look at the rest of Canada, other than Vancouver, right. And maybe we'll throw Montreal in there, you know, it's maybe. pretty mid, right. And if you go to nor Northern parts of Canada or these other territories, or what's that province in between Saskatchewan and Ontario called again, Mat Man Manitoubi, Matucket. that place that they you know they need to have you know special circumstances to be able to help them as well right <laughs> they they need all the help they can get there they need how do they have a hockey team, team? anyways okay so, so what do you think Dan? what are you saying though what do you, what's the question cbdc is taken yeah. this is all old news this is happening oh. we have no choice first of all let's be yeah. clear we've had digital money for a really long time right the only thing is is we still have cash so I think the real thing with the CBDCs is uh, an elimination of the cash, really, or the no longer accepting of the cash. Because like, if you've used any cryptocurrency, there's very little difference between that and like sending a wire or an e-transfer. I mean, maybe it's different buttons, but like it's, it's sure. electronic money. So I like the point that you made the, is, is the main difference would be the elimination of cash cash so then it would be you don't you no longer have an option tax, tax, so you go to the tax. bank they'll say we'll give you as much everyone can withdraw all the money they want out of the bank because the government's just controlling it digitally there's no such thing they as withdrawing money from the bank but anymore. putting it into yeah like what i'm trying to say is everybody could say that they want to have their control of their money and and the bank could say sure no problem sure because no bank limited unlimited yeah, but unlimited. not only that you can't get paid in cash Right. Because mm -hmm. and then then you can't evade taxes. Right. Which is also a good thing. But also, TK. Yeah. We've noticed that uh, your protein intake has been extraordinarily high. And we don't think that that's fair because there's other people on this planet. So we're going to not allow you to pay for that chicken this week until yeah. you catch up. You know, TK, there's some complications. You've been a bad, bad there's some, boy. There's some TK. complications. You know, we see what you're up to, TK. Yeah. I'm sorry. You can't go there. Look, if if the world was very responsible and that we had a society that everybody treated everyone fairly and acted accordingly, then I would I would agree there. I would say, man, we shouldn't be controlled and we shouldn't have uh, you know, these rights taken away from us and these privileges, you know, being being hung over our head, you know, whether we, we need to deserve them or not. What I'm telling you is that the world is messed up. And that we need control. And I'm a little bit more militant need than control others. Control or need to yeah. be controlled. I'm need to be controlled. And that Ooh, there's and shit, I'm a little I know. What and I'm a little bit more militant. Bro. Listen, at my house, at my house, things are like strict. Like there is order at my house. And I thrive with with order and structure. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe I don't appreciate, you know, what that would look like in a more like, you know, militant run uh, type of um uh, governing uh, governing body but what about I'm 10 years right from now, now 
what's it going to look like 10 years from now in that house? There needs to be something that changes because when things become too liberal, we start to have a lot of issues and that there's people who are left up to their own devices. And there's look at all the stupid things that have happened over the last few years. All these people who are making these decisions based on, you know, how they feel about, you know, the teachers or the police or whatever doesn't make any sense. Right. And that there's too much of that going on. And so a little bit of a little bit more control, I think, would be a good thing, especially for evading taxes as somebody who has to pay taxes. And I can't avoid a single dollar of tax other than legal tax strategies that I pay. I think other people should have that same. Can't or won't like that's you can't get any cash somehow or you won't take cash. Like there's no things you can't do for cash. No. Really? As a realtor, you can't make any cash in the deal? No, it's a, like a, a $50,000 fine because you're not going through your brokerage. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right. The fines. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's nobody that I had a guy offer me cash that. recently, actually. He said, if you can get your seller to reduce the price by, I think it was like a million dollars. There's a bonus in it I'll for pay you. I'll pay you $25,000. Sure. And you don't think people take that shit, DK? I'm sure he's gotten a it done before the way he asked me. So yeah. it's not that you can't. It's that yeah. you won't. Very different. But sure. soon with a CBDC, I can't. You, well, maybe yeah. you still and, can. And, so, and nobody else in, will either. So in to, me, soap or to me, there is a level of control that is needed in order for our country specifically to get back on track in the way. Look at the deficit that the government has right now. Look at the look at the spending. Like, well, but maybe we have the wrong people that are um, controlling well, us right I'm now. Not, I'm not saying I'm not saying we do or we don't. But at the end this of the day, we have fucking nightmare. We have we have we have issues that need to be fixed somehow, and the only way that people um, can do the things that they need to do in order for us to be able to recover is by eliminating options. Eliminating options, yeah. like so, like digital like currency, good. A roof over your head? No. Well, but uh, look More how many people are heads. like like tents. You mean more no. tents over? If we're people's collecting head an roofs? extra, how many billions of dollars in uncollected tax revenue? Yeah, you're going right. to pay for the debt. You're going to pay Our, for the interest on the pay, debt. Pay, pay for some debt, but also maybe what? reduce the amount of uh, taxes on uh, new construction. How? By 30, adding 30, like 30, 40% at, more government workers to the to the government pool of workers? No. But that's what they're doing. They're, they're, they're taking control of everything. They're, they're making you need them for everything. And then they're eliminating the level of service that you get. And then they're and then they're making it impossible to get things done that need to get done, while while arguing about you know whether boys have a penis and girls have a vagina, which is like from kindergarten. What does this have cough. to do with digital currencies, Daryl? Where did we go? It's here? all just like a crazy control mechanism and a okay. craziness to to. I don't even fucking know, actually. It's just yeah. you made me crazy with this. Just, and you took me down a rabbit I'm hole. I'm just trying to say that. This the is world's something that's a mess, going to be man. good for everybody. And you got crazy We've been talking about cryptocurrency I think is where exchanges. It came from. And we had a guy on the show. Check out that episode, okay? It's right here. It's not there. But it, there's an episode that we had where there was a guy who came on the show and he was talking about cryptocurrency mortgages and things like that. Then we, you and I also had a bunch of discussions early on, maybe two years ago, yeah, about thought, how to pay in we real estate with digital currency. Okay? Yeah, we got because sucked we, into that. We had no other ideas on, you know, what could be possible. And digital currency in this regard is 
the only way that we're going to actually be able to figure this out. And then there's no. going to be one system and what that we... we're going to be able to have transactions done in a seamless way because there's too much. I just, I cut a one check this morning. One of us missed the whole point. I cut a check this morning. Yeah. It doesn't check. make any sense. A Why check. Why write a check? That's what I had to pay with. Hold on. Can we back up? We got super excited about cryptocurrency. Yeah. One, because we thought we could make a bunch of money quickly. Okay. Yeah. We were but, wrong. But I think the real reason that I was excited about Bitcoin and other yeah. things, and I think most people were, at least initially, is because it was supposed to be decentralized. It was supposed to not be in the hands of the maniacs that are sure. currently. But but then everybody kind of realized hang unstable. On a sec. No, it TK. What? No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. How is that? What's I the most volatile currency the out there out right now? Today. What? How much money did you lose by investing in Canadian dollars in the last three years? In Canadian dollars? Yeah. How much Canadian dollars? Did the value of your Canadian dollar go down in the last three years? Give me a number. Compared to what? In the last three years, compared, no, but to, three compared years ago, to what? If you had a thousand dollars in the bank, what is your? It has $1, to be against worth? something. Oh, okay. Compared to what though? What, exactly. what is it worth? It's compared to the U.S. Exactly. dollar. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Great. Now, so that thing. How much is shit. that? How is that doing right now? Percentage-wise, how much is? First of all, it's not mine because I don't yeah. have any, and I think okay. it's a scam so it's too. Your, okay. It's a hundred percent loss. You lost. Uh, it. No, I got out, but I did lose. <laughs> you a got lot. out. I lost well, some money. Anyways, but point being that there's too much volatility in the decentralized part. And the governments don't want that either, too. And it does breed a lot of, you know, dark web type of dark web-esque type of transactions that we're trying to avoid, right? There'll always be a place for it. But at the end of the day, what we're talking about is a centralized digital currency, is a option for people to be able to um, have their money, you know, in a currency that doesn't require any physical cash. And I think that it protects the banking system. And then I think the downfalls are just people will point out downfalls in every type of situation. No matter what the government does, they're going to find something wrong with it. So can we tie this back to real estate? Let's think about yeah. what happens with this in the real estate market when Great. all of a sudden I need you to can't... collect my rent from my tenants. What about laundering all the cash okay. and all the Who cash? Who are taking the money in. right now. They got a contract with me that says they must pay $2,000 a month rent, right? Yeah. And they're getting paid. They have the money. But that's already right. the case. They could check the guy's bank account today and they let the guy stay there for 12 months. Well, I'm just saying. It's bullshit. Well, now there could be some sort of mechanism, right? In order for the landlord to be able to say, look, you know, like There's you're garnishing that. their wages. There's already that. It doesn't work. It takes 12 months to get that. It's not the money that's the issue. It's the system. So like automate sure. the system. Put all that info into a computer and go, hey, well, sorry. you get your tenant Keys to sign up work. for that then. And you say like, look, this is our contract is the next $2,000 that goes in your bank account. It comes to me and you don't have a choice on it. What happens to the Canadian economy when you can't have all this illegal money flying into it anymore and getting rinsed in the economy through money laundering and human trafficking and all the money that isn't currently tracked? Mm -hmm. what, what happens to the Canadian economy all of a sudden when all this fake money isn't spiling around in it anymore and people well, actually the, have to pay be the their place taxes? For Bitcoin. 
well, that'll be the place for for those alternative currencies. That's what that's that's where that stuff will fall into. But CTK, and when you go to get your behind when you go to get your your bag you're... of drugs, you'll say, "Here's my little uh, QR code." Oh. When you're gonna go and you know buy something that you want to keep off the books, you 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 scan them. TK, it's what? not Bitcoin is no longer this side thing that's like decentralized now. BlackRock has an ETF. You can buy Bitcoin through BlackRock. Okay, so so ETF. what is that ETF? Gold is an ETF. Doesn't mean you have gold. But three years ago, BlackRock was saying that Bitcoin was the the like the worst, stupidest. Why thing did ever. me and you buy Bitcoin and cryptocurrency? Because we knew everything about it and we believed it, or we were trying to make money. We're trying to make money, but I what thought it. I, what but I believed it. Doing it for. For sure, to like, make people are money. buying these ETFs. Did you want to buy the ETF? We could make three points every time they do a transaction, and ten points if they stay that keep their money with us I on think what we're going to get. All very from dangerous and very scary and very bad. And now you have me all fucking heated up, and it's going to last all day. I'm going to be blasting people left and right all day. Well, I hope Talk. the Blue Jays win now. They better win because last night was win. a disaster. <laughs> and then on top of this, TK. How are we yeah. going to get out of this? Like I was looking over some stats uh, about it? housing starts, which are actually up funny enough recently, which doesn't make any sense to me. But recently? Like, like what's recently? I mean, like, like this uh, week? May to June was up like May 41%. Okay. That's, that's pretty June. crazy. Sure. But like we still have such a shortage. Can we argue about the shortage now and whether we have building... a shortage? Right. See, how can there be all of these people in tents and all of these people paying $3,400 a month to live in Brampton. And a million new people in Canada. Right. And not only a million new people. I mean, we got a million new people last year. We already have like 200. I think last week was 140. So now it must be more like people. 200. We got more people, whatever the number is. More, too and many, more, and more and people more than more. ever before in a one year period of time. New permits, new building permits are down. Okay, so yeah. th what we're seeing and why the starts are going is because guys want to get what they have permits are in and done. And while people are still buying to, shit, yeah. but people are still buying shit. Like, I don't know about you. My inbox right now is townhouses and subdivisions and condos and old yeah. inventory left over in condos. And everybody is like making this push right now to get yeah. shit sold because I don't know what's coming down the pipe, but like permits are down. Okay, yeah. like way down. Like, imagine you're. I don't know how you can argue or how anybody can argue that there's a shortage uh, or not a shortage of homes to live yeah. in. Like, yeah. we see many people living in spaces where many people shouldn't be living, right? We see people, even the right amount of people living in places that they probably should be living. I think there's a balance of, of, of the housing stock that's. Uh, gonna have to come right because obviously people want to be in yeah, Toronto. Like we have we have a lot of development. We had an unnatural urban sprawl because of COVID that led people to other small towns, and so a bunch of people got all these building permits together. And there is inventory sitting in some of these small towns, right? Because based on what they know that their cost of construction is and everything else that they paid for the land, they need to get a certain amount of money. So there is inventory actually sitting in some of those places. Did you right? see? Did you see what you sent me a couple days ago? That new uh, that new uh, info that you have access to. Did you see how long those condos have been still sit? Like, did you see the I, inventory in some? All, yeah, of those? yeah. I don't trust all those numbers, but because you know you never know what's reported or not. But yeah, some of the inventory is just sitting there, like yeah. a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. 
a lot so of it. I wouldn't, and, I wouldn't say it's like 100% accurate, but. But it's crazy because it's the two bedrooms and the three bedrooms that are all not sold. Because they're big, expensive units. Big, like expensive yeah, yeah, yeah. It's units. It's like a $2 million condo, right? So, so who's buying them and when then? If it's the right location, then they'll, they'll, they'll buy them. But sometimes the, uh, the builders are keeping that. A lot of the guys that I've talked to after they build a condo and you ask them like what they own still, they're like, oh, we're keeping the penthouse. We're keeping like, they're keeping these yeah. big units and maybe, you know, Whatever. In the up market, for yeah. sure, you yeah. keep the good bigger units because later they'll be worth more, right? And yeah, if yeah. you can get this for that, then later on you'll get this. But these guys that. made those decisions in an up market. That's why they yeah. still have them. Because uh, well, they're all from they're all from a few years back, right? So they were all when they were selling, they weren't. The ones you sent those me, ones. I don't think so. The ones you sent me, no. They're all they're all a few years old at least. None of them are like 2022 released. Yeah, but they're like maybe a year or two old. Yeah, but up market 2022. Like and just they're making those construction. I got 30% left. No, this is not normal. Yeah. This is not normal. Not for here. But there's inventory. There's inventory regardless. There's inventory. So, but but, but now, high priced inventory. But it's interesting because I yeah. saw a, a chart that was showing that inventory was actually ticking down now. On pre-construction? No. On oh. on like uh, I guess Treb or, or Treb numbers, Broker Bay or whatever you guys. I, I haven't I haven't seen the July numbers as far as like a week by week. Yeah, check out Santo's channel. Santo will tell you if you're Santa. wondering that right now. Go check out um, Santo Sessa's Santo Sessa. uh, channel. He'll be he'll be tracking it week over week. But yeah, I saw that. I forget the guy's name, Rob Marsigliano or something like that. The mm -hmm. But he, 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 it was a great chart and he's been tracking it like weekly. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, be surprised, whatever it is, because I'm looking in the areas that I am uh, dealing with sellers right now and the inventory is not piling up and that we are seeing sales, no. but yeah. it's definitely not. Have type sales of market. slowed? Yeah. Big time. So, so inventory. We're, just at a, we're at a weird, like we're at a weird. really just like typical summer right now. Like typical. people are coming in. They're like the offer I told you I'm working on right now. These people saw the house for the first time when it was listed before nine and a half months ago. They've been in the house like six times. So yep. they finally, they relisted it with us this uh, last week or this week is today, Saturday, uh, last week. And um, they uh, came in now for their like, you know, fifth, sixth visit or whatever it is. Like that's how slow people are making decisions. Wow. You know, what a difference. Like, oh, you know what? It's like, should we look? Should we not look? You know, what's the price? Where's the, is this a good area? All that kind of stuff. Right. So people are very slow in the summertime to make decisions. It's right? like with a car. Like I'm trying to get my daughter a car right now so she can, yeah. so I don't have to keep taking her to the subway every morning, really. But I mean, it's time to get the kid a car. She's working full time. She's a good girl. She deserves a car. Yeah. And, uh, a few weeks ago when we started, it was like impossible to get a car, okay? okay. Unless you want into the used market. And now you go in the used market, mm. there's cars everywhere. Yeah, and now everybody's- 9% interest on a used car? 8 to 9% interest on a finance yeah. right now, which is yeah. crazy. But what's, what's crazy is like, I, I, I should send you these pictures. We went into this place and the warehouse was full, like full full of Bentleys and Lamborghinis and Ferraris and Z8s and Porsches and rate like the, but like used 
yeah, used. I don't yeah. probably a, a mix of repoed and agents that couldn't afford them anymore. Real estate agents who bought their Bentley and in brokers, 2020, and then like mortgage brokers. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I'm not kidding. Like a ridiculous amount of unbelievable cars under one roof, and I'm talking to the guy. I'm like, how many Lambos can you sell in a week? Like this is crazy. And yeah. he's like, you'd be surprised at how many cars move through this place every month. It's pretty nuts. I go, is it slowing down? He said, for sure. And I, I go to this other place and the guy's like, really horrible salesman, actually, because he's telling me, you know what? Like, I got a feeling prices are coming down a lot pretty soon. Like, we're already seeing the prices starting to come down. And I was like, I guess this guy has enough money right now because... Um, I think that's that's his job is to provide you a service and he's providing you a good service. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird, TK, when people tell you the he, truth so, and they're so trying to sell you something. Prefer, it's weird. He prefer, he said, uh, I'm much man, more... you know what? I heard there's going to be a car shortage. Those chip yeah. factories, they're, I heard they're going to get bombed and, and we're going to have to probably raise prices soon. You better buy now. I'd much, I, I feel much more comfortable in a setting like the negotiation we're dealing with right now, where it's like adversarial and they're hiding shit. And like, that mm -hmm. seems more normal to me. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, off the rails again, TK. What happened? I, I have another know. poll for everybody. If you had a real estate agent who drove a Bentley, what, what would you think about that real estate agent pulling up in a Bentley? What would you think? I remember... Yeah. I the first house I ever built at Banbury and Lord. Did I tell you? Yeah, yeah. Did, did I tell, tell it on the air? Of course. Let's tell it. Yeah. Uh, did I tell it before on the air? I don't oh, know. It doesn't matter. Should I use the guy's? We got name? a lot of episodes to not have to worry. No, you can just reference who like describe. I him. should. I should. Yeah. But anyways, okay. So I built my first house, and I'm interviewing like some of the area specialists, and this is in a nice area. It's like Banbury uh, and Lawrence. Okay, Lawrence yeah. and Leslie area. Yeah. Um, and so this one guy who is like. The top, top guy in that luxury market. Yeah. Then and now, especially like this guy's yeah. the top. This guy's the best, maybe other than Frank Leo, but this guy's in a different level. Like he's like, yeah, yeah. Average he owns a sales, class. 10 million bucks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, so, and this is 2006, maybe 2007. And, and he pulls up in like this beautiful Porsche and he gets out and he's like all Don Johnsoned up. And maybe people don't know what that is, but like no socks, you know, like just really tailored, looking good, t-shirt under the jacket, sunglasses, like he just came off of a beach, right? And I'm like, man, this guy- How do I list with that guy? Charge <laughs> me a fortune. No, I was like, I can't work with this guy. He yeah. charges too much. This guy's gonna just- you know take all my money yeah yeah, right? yeah it was probably stupid but i mean imagine how many people but didn't you say like he that. didn't want your business he no, was just kind of like yeah he had no he time for you he was just like, yeah. it was a little house it was like yeah i think we listed it for one seven or one eight or at something. the time that was a a, a pretty not for this guy no not for luxury market guy. at that time would have been two point he was doing me a plus. favor just showing yeah, yeah. up for the face taking off his glasses you. right <laughs> looking in you in the eyes yeah 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 he's like i put on shoes for this really <laughs> thank god i didn't put on socks. i didn't put on underwear geez man yeah, I got so anyways i don't think that that's a uh a common thing your feelings i think are are common is is that when people see somebody who pulls up and they're you know too decked out they got too much going on for them right and so right. You know, these are the things that, uh, you know, these now, the things okay, let's ask another about. question. If your realtor 
constantly talks about how much real estate he owns and brags about how many properties he owns. How do you feel about that? Mm, that's a good Are you like, oh, you know, he's smart. He's really doing the right thing. Or are you in the same boat as, you know, like it doesn't matter which stuff, like if he buys cars and boats, that's like too flashy and that he's probably wasting the money. Or if he's like, I'm investing it in, you know, multifamily residential properties and I'm, you know, uh, you know, partnering up with people who are very experienced in this space. And I've got, you know, all sorts of units throughout the province. Do you be like, oh, I respect that. And, you know, thank you for charging me market rates. Um, I think I would respect that. I don't know that I'd be happy about the market rates ever from anybody. Okay. But that's just me. Okay. But this is the thing. People are wired different ways. Most people, like there's people that would see that guy come up and go, ooh, that's my guy. Yeah. That's the guy for but me. But the third option, Daryl, is the guy pulls up in the Honda Civic, you know? Oh, and he this says, guy doesn't make enough money. This guy and he can't says, look, I make either. the sales, okay? I make the sales. Yeah. I just, you know. Bullshit, is, you do. <laughs> I, I know what I'm doing, right? I've been doing it a long time, right? Here's the yeah. data. Here's the evidence. I, yeah. I'm doing it, right? Right? Yeah. You're, you're stuck. How and do that's you feel why... about him now? How do you feel about him now? feel like he sucks at his job so you know when he calls and Not tells fair. you market rates you go what do you mean market know. rates you what is sold a thing know? in six months yeah get the a bumpers job. hanging off the back that's right yeah see it's it's a problem right so it's who do you pick daryl so who do you, who pick? do you pick yeah if i'm picking based on the car and yeah. listen this is not a secret i mean this is realtors know this mm-hmm Right. Like this is why realtors have their TikTok feeds and their 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 Instagram accounts the way that they have them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those Bentleys in the videos are not theirs. Right. The Lambos and the Ferraris are generally rentals in those videos. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where they 24 year old realtor gets all the experience to invest in all these uh, multi family deals. Uh, but anyways, like. I would definitely want somebody smart enough to know to buy the mid-level Mercedes, TK. <laughs> okay, or that mid, like that entry-level Beamer. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, come on, just enough. If you're playing just the enough game, to make sure that people know, you know, you're 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 in the game, but you not too much to. and not not too little. Listen, if you if you're like in your 60s or 70s and your reputation precedes you and you feel like driving like an old beat up f-150 then like do whatever you want mm -hmm. but when you're starting out don't make me think that you suck right off the bat mm -hmm. and don't make me think that you're phony either mm -hmm. right or you're or you're you know you're gonna charge her and i'm gonna like so now here daryl what advice do you give your daughter buying her well, first car what do you think her real I mean, estate license we started out looking at like really cheap new cars to lease and yeah. it was kind of making me feel like i shouldn't do this like this would mm -hmm. be setting her up to fail because if i saw her come up in the kia forte yeah i'd be like see you later chiquita i don't care how great but who you are her are. clientele are her know. clientele you know middle-aged want them being people that are cool with you driving a Kia Forte. Look, all my clients when I was young, like when I was in my early 20s selling real estate, they were all young people, my friends or my parents' friends, you know, or just some random people that I got lucky enough to deal with or my dad's clients who were only using me because they were like already close to my dad's. Yeah. <laughs> I was just doing all the work. Oh, great. So, but, but, but that's who it was. So like the car I drove, I drove a 2000 
Chrysler town and country. It was leather seats. I had no air conditioning. I drove people around downtown. And during the summer times, I'd bring a cooler full of ice bottles of water and ice so that they were cold enough because we'd have to drive with the windows down because there's no AC. And so I'd say, well, don't worry. I got water, guys. It's all good. We're, we're okay. And it's like oh 40 degrees. God. We're all sweating buckets on the leather seats. You know, and they all seem to be pretty happy. I mean, they would refer me business like it was always. Did they feel bad for me? Was it the service was OK? And Maybe. They were not, yeah. you know, like, I don't know, but I did it. And I did that for a good like two years. It's a different environment, TK. So I could get something slightly better. It's not the same right yeah. now. It wasn't the same back then. I don't think. I don't think it was that long ago. You got to be 15 talking. Years ago? Yeah, you don't think the world has changed in 15 years? Like, holy shit, there was no Instagram. And if there was, it was like not like it is now. No, there's not any of this stuff. MySpace, yeah, maybe. I don't even think I was ever on MySpace. TK, I know you're a busy guy. Thank you, Daryl. Tonight, today, 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 because it's a 12 o'clock show on Sundays. Um, if someone's still listening to this for some reason, for whatever reason, for whatever, maybe you just left it on and forgot. Maybe you were interested to find out what we were going to say at the end because there was a hook. Was there a hook? There wasn't much of a hook today. Doubtful. But you thought there might have been. Maybe. Or you just like like, the show. Give us a comment and subscribe. A lot of people have been telling us lately, like personal contacts of mine as well as people in the comments, that they finally subscribed. I finally Finally. subscribed after all this time. You earned it finally, dancing monkeys for three fucking years. Thank you. What else do we got to do to get us subscribed? You know what? I just got payment for the yeah. last month of doing this. Yeah. Are you ready? Sure. You know, we're going for lunch next week, right? Are you paying for lunch? Or it doesn't is, even are, cover it. If it doesn't cover it, we cover lunch, bro. Yeah. Okay. Forget about the editor. Jeez. Jesus. Jeez. We're, we're, we're sinking. Right, we're a lunch. sinking ship here. <laughs> we're dying here. Cool. All right. I got to run. Thank have you, a, Have a good day, sir. All right. Thank Goodbye, you. everyone. Thank you.